Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about that cream bot? Well, then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh! Good evening, Kelsey. Spooky evening, Robert. Spooky evening. (laughs) It's Halloween. Dude, it's literally Halloween. This is our. What are the fucking odds, man? Yeah. What is? I think this is our first Yimtope on Halloween, right? I think it is. I think we released a bonus episode once on Halloween, but this is like yeah Yimtope day. Halloween Monday. It's happening. Monday Halloween. Monday Halloween day. Uh, Didn't you say this would happen again in seven years? Something like that. Or something. It's bound to come around again. Get ready for that next one. We'll make it a big deal. We'll make it a real banger. <laughs> like because like we've talked about going hard for Halloween with certain we have things, and this would have been like the best one. Because, I know. Because like it's the day. But so that's just next hard, time. Man. Next time Halloween falls on a Monday, we will be ready for you guys. Oh, we it's promise. gonna be so good, man. But don't sit on your laurels because the back half of this episode has something so exciting so let's get through the first half so you can get to the second half half because i have things to say but i'm gonna wait until right before it okay great okay okay how's your life no 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 before we life it okay let's crack it oh let's crack it i don't have a crackable shit you ain't got a crackable no i i just have a a water Honestly, I should not be cracking it because I already had one today. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? More than one pepper a day makes me feel icky. Icky? Are you hitting that age? Shut up! Uh, <laughs> leave it alone. I don't you know. You can't do the 10, 2, and 4 anymore? I don't know. I don't think I can. Kind of, kind of fucks with me. But I'm fucking having a second one. Oh, yeah. Bust it open. Get into it. Yeah, still good, though. So, the spooky mm-hmm. season is upon us. Yeah. I can't life is sleep. Good. Yeah. Life's. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think this is related to spooky season in particular. I think it's just related to the season of life that I'm in right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know how my body, whenever I get stressed out, my body's response is like, let's give you sleep paralysis. And yeah, your body becomes a conduit to the spirits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have been having... Not full-on sleep paralysis, but definitely a couple of night terrors lately. Okay. And you know how I've described to you before, like, during sleep paralysis episodes, I feel, like, a a heaviness on me, and then I'll see figures standing over me? Yeah. There is a thing that's been happening. So, (laughs) I have been seeing, like, dark shapes over me in the night. Okay. And every time I do, I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I wake up and I realize, like, that's my curtain. It's just a curtain. Okay. Just the curtain. And then I fall asleep and I wake up and it's, fuck, the curtain's still there. Like, every single time. Uh, Because we have, like, these dark blue 
blackout curtains in our bedroom. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I think it's time to just rip that shit down. (laughs) It's time to get white (laughs) curtains because I can't emotionally handle having dark curtains in my home. Mm -mm, Because now they just look like ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I put the white curtains up. They've been working so far i haven't had a night terror since they've been up but i don't know if that's yes i mean (laughs) what a stupid thing for my body to to hate curtains Curtains. i mean i can't judge that such is life man the joys of being human every time that i've had like really dark curtains like that they were always behind my bed though so like when i looked out you know like they would be behind me like i couldn't see them yeah but they can see you yeah but like i don't know like would i have been like (laughs) I literally cannot see that. That's a thing, you know? I yeah. don't fucking know. That's like when you see in scary movies, you'll see like, uh, there's like clothes that are like, yeah, there's like yes. clothes on a chair or something and it looks like a fucking person. And then it's just yeah. like, it's just a shirt, you know? I don't like having clothes on a chair. I can't do it. I've never had a chair to have clothes on. In my bedroom, so yeah, I don't keep chairs in the bedroom, but like walking out into the into the living room, and being like, oh, clothing chair, don't like it. It's bad. Well, I don't have this either because I'm a, I'm not ashamed to admit this. I'm a huge nightlight person, man. Yeah, there needs to be lights low to the ground in every fucking room. I need ambient light everywhere I go. Yeah, like I want fucking puddle lamps. Yes, all day long, everywhere I go. Everywhere. Oh, dude. I have a nightlight in every room. Period. That is the way to live. Yeah, because what if I want a midnight snack? I don't want to, you know, bumble Bulbasaur, around. Bulbasaur, uh choose those like nylabone things, right? Uh-huh. And they get sharp when they dry. Ugh. And stepping on those is like stepping on a Lego, and I've done it many a time. But if I had a fucking nightlight on the floor, could I could see when that things. happens. And then I can get a midnight block of cheese in peace you know (laughs) so i'm a huge nightlight person so i also think you know random shirt on a chair wouldn't bother me so much because there's enough light to tell most times i would think yeah i'm not gonna have a pitch black room no Mm. it's too spooky it's halloween don't do that to yourself yeah no why would you do that (laughs) dude i don't even i okay do you guys sleep in like the pitch of black like it is dark (laughs) I personally, I can fall asleep if it's dim. Richard needs like a deprivation tank. He hates the white curtains. (laughs) He wants something like he wants utter darkness and silence fully. And I'm like, I need a television on. I need some lamps. (laughs) I need stuff happening around me. The first time I ever had a sleepover and somebody did that i didn't sleep the whole night same and literally sat with my eyes open and they were just kind of closed because i couldn't see anything like <laughs> he slept in the pitch of black it was actually chris hidalgo that i had a sleepover really with. yeah <laughs> okay yeah i went to his house and he slept in the darkest room and i was like we're not gonna have like a tv on or anything and he's like nope and like nope. it's just the sounds of breathing, him and his Good brother breathing, night. and I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna sit here forever." And God. I'm pretty sure I didn't sleep, man. Yeah, it I, sucked. I had the hardest time like sleeping away from home as a kid. I I didn't ever successfully do it until fifth grade at Camp Goddard when I was like, okay. "I can't go home." 
Yeah. <laughs> and then I just kind of like stared around until I fell asleep. But Camp Goddard, you know, I mean, it was, it was fucking dark because it was a cabin in the woods, but oh, yeah. um, it was, you know, a cabin of eight other people. So yeah, it was noisy enough to sleep. You know what? I will say this. And I, I'm kind of mad that this has now happened to me. I don't like the TV on no more. Really? Yeah, I kind of like the light, but kind of quiet. Yeah. Because, like, I used to... Man, I'd fucking put on the first Star Wars movie, just turn it down really <laughs> low and let it play. And I I was always big on setting the sleep timer for the TV. Oh. Uh, let, let's do, like, an hour. I think it'll take me that long to fall asleep, and I would do that. And then some nights I'd be like, oh, I got it turned off. I'm watching the movie now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, like, I always had the TV on. I always did the sleep timer. And now... I found that like I I'll, I'll like turn something on, and I'm just listening to it. So I'm like I can't go to sleep. Like I'm just listening to a movie now. Yeah. And I have to turn it off, but I have to have a light on. Hmm. So I go the hue bulbs, right? Uh huh. Five percent, and I usually do like a dark blue or a dark purple. Yes, I love colorful lights. It's so fun to yes, see colorful dude. lights. They're so nice. You shouldn't sleep with a blue light though, because blue is like not good for your eyeballs it's it makes your brain uh not do melatonin oh so that's why i've had such bad dreams yeah there you go because i've been doing the blue the the, uh, past few days you should sleep with a red light apparently well that's sinister as fuck but yeah yeah. okay it's creepy but it works i will try that i'll try our um our yimtope review eclipse light that i had that time yeah yeah, okay. I always sleep with, or when I was growing up, I would sleep with a, a green light. That makes sense. It does. It does. <laughs> Just for who I am as a person. <laughs> well, that sucks. I. I mean, it's good. I better. wish you. I wish you many good dreams. Thank you. I don't like that. You know what I do like? What do you like? Remember how I went and saw Terrifier two? I kinda do. Told you guys about it, and it was like doing like mildly okay. It was a one night only event. Yeah. I was looking at the movies the other day and it was playing again. What the hell? <laughs> for like for like a solid week. Oh wow. So I look it up and it did so well they just kind of brought it back. Fully? Just like let's make this happen? It's a fucking movie. You can just go see it. God damn. And it is it's kinda killing. Alright. <laughs> like it's doing good. So I got this random news story sent to me, and it just says, Terrifier 2 can't be stopped. Oh. Ultra Slasher carves out almost $2 million for the weekend, totaling $5 million at the box office. That has got to be so much more than the budget, right? I would imagine. And this is crazy. So you, so you know how a movie will come out, and it makes like a certain uh, amount of money, and then it always drops off in week two. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it dropped 50%. Like, you know, half the people went to see it this week opposed to last week. Right. This one actually ballooned and went up 84% the following weekend. What? That's not, that never happens. Yeah. It's like word of mouth is really spreading. And it's like it's getting more money every week at the theater. It has been such a good year for horror, man. It really has. And I just can't believe that this is that successful. And now that you said it, I kind of want to know what his budget is. Because remember, it was completely crowdfunded. Yeah. Don't even, dude. What? 
It's my mind is blown. <laughs> it's such a cheap well, let movie, me guess. dude. Let me guess. Uh, two hundred fifty thousand. Yes. Really? Exactly. Two hundred fifty thousand <laughs> USD. Oh my god. And it's made five million dollars. That is ridiculous. That's like oh, twenty dude. times. Yeah. Right. Part three has to be guaranteed. Oh, for sure. Okay, so right here now, it's saying it cost 250000 It has now made $6.3 million in the box office. That's nuts. That's so crazy. Fucking awesome, dude. I did not expect that. Like, that's why I made a point to go see it that one night, because I was like, well, that's the only time I'll see it. Fuck, so it's just original, out now. The original came out in 2016. That is, like, so much more recent than I thought. Yeah. And then... The second one, six years later. That's all right. Yeah. And the, f- the uh, first one was only $100,000. Wow. So this is, you know, one and a half times the fucking budget. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Terrifier 2's credit scene nearly made Chris Jericho puke while filming it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excellent headline. I am just completely taken by the fact that this kind of know-nothing movie is really... Be- Okay, I love its classification. Fuck yeah, dude. It is a horror slash splatter movie. Splatter. <laughs> Whoa, dude. I need more splatter movies. Are you oh kidding my God. me? Splatter movies. That's like a searchable thing. Oh my really? God. Popular splatter. Popular splatter. That sounds like a, a magazine. Actually, it says Midsummer is 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 one. Really? Maybe because the ending. Huh. Maybe you just have to have, like, a gush of blood somewhere, you know? I mean, that's so many horror movies these days, though. It says Ready or Not is one. And I can see that. I can see that. Okay. So Splatter's not technically, I guess, like, full-blown all kinds of gore. It's just, like, if you have this type in it at some point, you'd be called Splatter. Is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies a Splatter? It is not on the list. It says Evil Dead's a splatter. Maybe I don't know. Okay, it we'll says The Shallows is a splatter, and that is not true. Splatter movie. Yeah, I I don't know that I'm buying this. A splatter film is a subgenre of crime films and horror films that deliberately focuses on graphic portrayals of uh-huh. gore and graphic violence. Okay, so it's just got to be a really graphic movie. Oh, Evil Dead 100% <laughs> then. Displays a fascination with the vulnerability of the human body and the theatricality of its mutilation. Okay, then I'm buying okay. this. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm buying it. You got it. Huh. So, yeah. Uh, well, we, we just learned that on Halloween today. Hell yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I just wanted to hit, quickly hit you with Terrifier's making it, man. This is interesting for horror movies. That's really cool. Yeah. But now to take it in a weird way, I have something interesting for you. Okay. There are about 10 houses for sale where we are right now. And you're buying one of them? No. Good. (laughs) But, like, everybody's leaving. Everybody's picking up and just hightailing it out, right? Were you guys built on top of, like, a haunted graveyard? No. But, like, all these homes are going, they're, like, appraising for, like, one and a half times what they cost beforehand. Like, Jesus. Like, it's really good, right? Yeah. Well, the house across the street sold two days after the sign went up. Like, somebody bought it 
immediately. Ridiculous. And nobody has moved in. That was like a month ago. Weird. And people keep coming to the door. And they stand there and then they leave. Did they ring the doorbell or do they just like stand there? They just stand there and then they leave. I don't like that. And there's like a little sign up front. So I was like, I'm going to go read the sign finally. The house across the street is an Airbnb now. Gross. I have a barbarian across the street now. Oh my God. (laughs) But yeah, so like somebody bought it up and it's just like an Airbnb now. That sucks. I think the house behind me is an Airbnb because it's like a rotating cast of people all the time. Yeah. How does that make you feel? I hate it because they don't put out their trash on the right day. There's like constantly garbage in my alleyway. It's people Mm. that don't care for the property and they don't care about shit around them because they're not going to be there anymore. So they'll like run their cars late at night, have a party in the backyard. And it's like, this is a suburb. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I didn't think about that because I was like, I don't care. But I didn't really think about the trash aspect. It sucks. Like the, the rudest people live behind me. I swear to God. There's like a really cool car back there right now. And I'm like, maybe I'll hotwire it. Maybe it's my car now. (laughs) (laughs) It's like this vintage old ass. It looks like, like one of those boat cars, you know, and it's like forest green. It's like really cool looking. Again with the green. Yeah. It's nice. I know. So, yeah, I just thought you'd get a kick that, uh, an an Airbnb has popped up across the street. So it's only a matter of time until barbarians among us. (laughs) and it's weird because actually since they moved out the blinds have been open in the front room so now i'm like am i just gonna see people standing there just it's gonna see naked ass people staring at at you probably so i'm gonna have some regular kenneths oh no don't say that to me (laughs) god i'd forgotten about (laughs) everything about kenneth no i never forget kenneth (sighs) that was a thing that i wanted to tell you but because it's a spooky season it's spooky we wanted to do something with spooky movies some yes. kind of something and you had a great idea yeah so i wanted i know that we talk so much about movies and horror movies in particular and there's always recommendations flying back and forth but i wanted to get a definitive list together and i had originally narrowed it down to three horror movies but then we decided three horror movies and then an extra one <laughs> like that might not okay. be horror. Maybe it's a thriller. Maybe it's just something in the genre that is not something, something spooky ish. Yeah. Um, so I wanted us each to give each other three to four movies that we must watch. Okay. <laughs> these are like, we're going to watch these ones. So you had said it, it's like maybe like a spooky movie that you just really want the other one to see. And I yeah. went really deep trying to think of one because Good. because I didn't want to give you like Terrifier. Like that's that's a pretty like niche want of a movie. That's not like, yeah, I can like recommend that movie and people will like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So as much as I've talked about it on here. No, I did not recommend Dead Girl. It's okay, not going to be you. a thing. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So these are movies specifically that we want each other to see. I'm hoping one of these you haven't seen and I'm afraid you may have. So I have one that I think that you might have seen already, but I put it on the list anyway. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to click on yours, but I'm going to click on mine. So I remember what mine are. Okay. And how you want to do this? You want to go back and forth? Yeah. Let's go back and forth. Uh, since it was your idea, 
you hit me with the first one. What's a movie that you like, want me to watch? I'm going to hit you with one that I think you might have already seen. Okay. It Follows. I fucking love that movie, dude. Okay, yeah. You can't not love It Follows. Like, this is I one of my... Movie. Good. It's one of my yeah. favorite movies of all time. Not just horror movies. Favorite movies of all time. Okay. It is so perfectly crafted. It is well done. Like, there's nothing I don't like about this movie. I think about it literally every day. Because I go into my kitchen at night to, like, fill my water bottle. And I stare out this picture window that I have in, in my kitchen. And I think about, like, what if it was standing out there <laughs> every single night I think about it. Oh, my God. Okay. So, it's one that has, it just, like, sticks in my brain. And it lives there. Okay. This one, I've told you a bunch recently. But I think this is a horror movie that you would just enjoy. It's not really gross. It's not very jump scare. I really think you would enjoy the autopsy of Jane Doe. You think so? Yes. It is <laughs> I a, know you've recommended me this one a few times. It's a Fantastic Fest movie, which is okay. another reason why I pulled it. And it's just because, well, you love a good like slow burn, like what is going to happen? That's what yeah. that movie is. Okay. It's not it's not scary in the sense of like oh creepy or it's it's not like really gross. It's really creepy in the mystery like how can this have happened to this body and how can they keep uncovering new things that have happened to it because it doesn't make sense. So okay. now you're like I can't understand why this body would reflect these things, you know. Yeah. And then when you kind of get to the point it's a pretty good little like, well, I never would have thought of that, you know. <laughs> okay. It's it's a good solid movie. I think you would like that one. What year did that one come out? Ooh, like 2014. Okay, so It Falls was also 2014. Uh, 2016. Aha. Uh -huh. Was that one. That's just a good movie, man. Plus, it's another like one evening movie. Yeah, and I it's love just those. it's just two people. It's the two people in the autopsy room doing this procedure. That's the whole movie. Yeah, the whole movie is that evening during that procedure. Wow. Okay. Like it's a movie that I really think you would enjoy, and it's not right. like I said, it's not extra gross or anything crazy. It's just it's a good like macabre mystery. Okay. Because like we're dealing with a dead body, and that makes it that like ooh you know yeah but it's a good mystery and man what a good twist i i i really like that movie all right um okay the next one i have for you I, we've talked about this one again a few times okay i need you to see may that is not one i thought you'd give me okay okay i did i i did download that one good so okay so one. may is from 2002 it's not like a horror movie in the way that it's going to keep you up at night it's a horror movie in the way that it makes you really think about the human condition and how far a person can be pushed mentally and thereby physically because it's about okay. this young girl who i mean she's being bullied as a child for having a glass eye or a lazy eye or something and okay. so she grows up having this little doll as her only friend and she just wishes to be perfect like the doll and to create a perfect friend for the doll and it gets fucking weird. That sounds kind of good. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. And it's, oh, I, I know that you will love this movie. There's specific scenes in my brain that I, I just picture you reacting to them. And I need you okay. to watch it. 
I do have it. So that is one that I can definitely watch. Awesome. Now, that is something we discussed with these. We tried to pick out ones more that we kind of really thought the other hadn't seen. Yes. So I tried to pull out some that I just wasn't sure if you... Now, this one I know you haven't as well. I'm going to save my, like, really spooky one for the ending one. Okay. But my next one is another more type of thriller that I've discussed a thousand times. I know only one other person on this planet that has seen it. Okay. But it is a great movie. Stir of Echoes, man. Oh. With Kevin Bacon. Okay. That is such a good, creepy ghost flick. Like, it's a ghost yeah. flick. You know? You know, ghost shit freaks me out. <laughs> so, it's not like paranormal activity where it's like, we never see this thing and it's just torturing me. It's almost a crime thriller. Okay. Because the whole... You know, the whole thing is Kevin Bacon gets hypnotized because he's like, he's like the stick in the mud guy. Everybody wants to party, but he's always like, oh, we should go to bed soon. We have to do stuff for the kid. And like, he doesn't ever let loose, you know? Okay. So while at this party, they're like, let's hypnotize him. And he's like, yeah, that's not going to work on me. And then they hypnotize him and he literally loses the whole evening. He doesn't know what happened. Shit. And this, I... I, I think you'd find cool. They're like, dude, we literally did like a lot of stuff to you. They're like, we actually poked your hand with a needle and told you to bleed on one side. And Ugh. you did. Gross. Because like when you're hypnotized, apparently like the body just does what it's told. So like, yeah, they said bleed on one side of this hole. And that happened, you know, <laughs> but they were like, yeah. And then we told you to just like open your mind, like, like open the door in your mind or whatever. But it opened a door to a ghost that's in his house Ugh. and it basically now that it can contact him it's like please help me find the person that killed me and unjustfully left me in this house that's like, pretty cool i need you to find my body because there's a clue to who did it and then you can get justice for me and okay. it's him like trying to think like is this even real should i even try this can i find this like I don't know how to find the body. She doesn't know where she is because it's just dark where she is. Yeah. So it's like, how do I find you? My family thinks I'm crazy. And so it's like a crime because, I mean, it is about a crime that happened. And yeah. it has a satisfying ending and kind of a weird little question at the end that doesn't mean anything. Okay. Unless there was a part two. But it's like, I just kind of skim over that part and just remember, like, the core mystery part. Okay. You know? Is this your movie that was not exactly a horror movie or? Yes. Okay. Then I'll give you. I have, I thought of one other one that I didn't put on the list, but it came to me throughout the show. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you my not exactly a horror movie. Okay. The game. Oh, talk you about that once match, man. You have to watch the game. I want you to go... I, I don't think you know the twist of this one, right? No, I don't. No, I okay. I know nothing about this movie. I really want you to go into this completely dry. So it's a David Fincher movie, so you know it's fucking good. I do like David Fincher. It stars Michael Douglas, so you know it's fucking good. <laughs> okay. Like, I love this movie so much. And I feel like not a lot of people like it. It's not... When you think of David Fincher, you don't think like, oh, the game, like that's his movie. Like it's, it's one of those movies that is kind of an underdog. You know, it's more of a cult. cult I will classic. say I have heard shit about that movie. Like people, yeah. the people that have seen it 
fucking hype that movie up. It's so good. I want to watch it again just because I haven't seen it for like a long time now. And I, it's it's one of those movies that I could go back to over and over and over again. I mean, how can you not like it? He did he did seven, bro. And yeah. I love seven. Who doesn't love seven? What's in a box? I know what's in the box. What's in the box? He did Panic Room. People love Panic yes, Room. Yes, I don't baby remember Kristen that Stewart. movie very much, man. You don't remember little baby Kristen Stewart passing out and needing to have a candy bar fed to her or something? I rented <laughs> that in 2002 when it came out. So I was like, what, 12? Okay. And I was like, this movie's yeah. boring, dude. <laughs> I loved it. I need to see it again. He did Who's Zodiac. Jodie Foster? Yeah, Zodiac. Yeah, is Jodie good. Foster. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Zodiac is a good movie. It's what got all my boys in it. Because then he did The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. What? And then The Social Network. Yeah. I did not know he was Benjamin Button, though. Yeah. And then Gone Girl, which I've actually still never seen that. Oh, either. you didn't see Gone Girl. That one's, a, that one's a really good movie. I have it because I'm like, I kind of want to know like what the deal is. And I, I don't know the twist for that either. I know there's like something. Good. But I don't know. Dude, Fincher's such a good director, man. So, okay. The game, for anyone listening, it used to be on Netflix. It doesn't show that now, so I don't ah, know. I'll, I'll find it somewhere. Yeah. Now, this is, like, my movie that I had my, like, epiphany with. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to give Kelsey this movie. Okay. I'm hoping you haven't seen this movie. But, like, I was looking up, like, scary movies, you know, and I was, like, coming across franchises. And I was like, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, she's seen those. And I wanted something that I really thought you hadn't seen. And when I saw this one, nothing I looked at could top it for me. I was like, this is one of my favorite, most strong horror movies I'd seen in the longest time. Okay. It's not Ouija. That movie just fucked me up. <gasps> but this is like a good movie. All right. I want you to watch Insidious. Oh, okay. I haven't seen this one. That movie is so good it is so full of creepy scares throughout most of the beginning and actually did you know they did a scientific study of the scariest jump scares of all time oh my god measured people's uh heart rates and stuff yeah this is actually number one no i don't like jump scares there's there's one there's only one in the movie, and it's the scariest one of all time. Oh, my God. And you know me. I don't get jump scared. Yeah. Like, like I really don't get jump scared. I remember that jump scare. Oh, fuck. Like, and that's the thing. You know how jump scares are, like, the loud noise. They're like, wah! The, like, yeah. the violin strings or whatever, right? Uh-huh. This isn't even that. It's not loud. It just comes so out of nowhere that you have no other reaction than to be like, what the fuck? And, and like, you get Yuck. scared, dude. Okay. Like, it lives in my brain. Like, so that kind scene of, lives in my brain. It's like a poltergeist type movie, right? So they have a, a son who slips into a coma, okay. essentially. And, like, years go by. And supernatural stuff starts to happen around the house. And it turns out... Their kid can astral project. Oh, shit. And one night when he astral projected, he got lost in, 
uh, I believe they call it the further huh. is, is, is like this other world where like demons and souls live and stuff. And Creepy. something is holding his soul back because it wants to take over his body. Okay. And it gets bananas. This movie, it is one of my all time favorite scary movies. I think I put that on my list actually when I did my top five. Okay. That's a solid movie. The rest of them are like, meh, like they get okay. But that first one, you need to have the sound down for the opening. Okay. Because I will admit, the openings to these, they're all the same. It's the name of the movie with the violin strings, and it is obnoxiously loud. (laughs) Okay. And then the rest of the movie does nothing like that. All right. But like, you're talking payoff, you're talking twist. You're talking good scares, striking images. That's a solid fucking spooky movie. All right. It's a class act movie. I love it. And how can you not like a creepy movie that uses tiptoe through the tulips with me as like the spooky song? I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. This, this movie did kind of ruin that song for me. (laughs) <laughs> like I picture the thing attached to it now and I'm like, ah, I hate that song. Yuck. All right. Yeah. Great movie. Okay. Ready for my last one? I'm ready for your bonus. This is not the bonus one. The game is the bonus one. This is the one that is like okay, a okay, okay. solid good horror movie that I need you to see because it is one of my favorites of all time. It is from one of my favorite series of all time. My favorite director of all time. Okay. You need to see Night of the Living Dead. Oh, I knew this was going to be on there somewhere. You need to see it. I know you love They're George Romero. To get you, <laughs> it's so good. It's it's just classic. It's black and white horror. It's Which is solid. It is fucking solid. It's 1968. It's not like... You know how some horror back in the 50s and 60s was just like so fucking cheesy? It was funnier than it was scary. Yeah. This is not that like, okay, there are scenes in this movie that it's the way that they do zombies is so timeless because it's not something that's like a prop, you know, it's, it's a, it's a human being that is the personification of death. It's why I love, it's why I'm drawn to zombies is because I'm drawn to the concept of death and its inevitability. And this movie, this whole series of movies, but this one in particular is just such a good launching point for it i love it it's perfect chef's kiss so i had those three and that was all i had but then i thought of one now okay i don't really recommend it but i would like you to kind of partake one day i've talked about this one too all right i just don't want you to get fucked up by it Mm. what's it about because if it's about if it's if it's the nightmare, I'm not gonna watch it. It's totally the nightmare. <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> I I've been itching to watch that again, and I kind of want to watch it again. You know I can't. <laughs> you know I know that's why can't. I'm like I'm like I'm gonna recommend it, but like I don't think you can. No, if I watched it like if I watched it at a loud party where it was on in the background and we were hanging out, maybe okay. I could watch it. Like, I kind of just want you to see it more for the fact of, like, there's, like, the sleep paralysis that you know. Uh-huh. But then there's what... Because nobody's the same. Yeah. Nobody has the same shit. 
And really, it's the fact of the one where he was seeing something and then his girlfriend woke him up and she was like, what was that black cat sitting on your chest? And he was like, <laughs> we don't have one. And so she saw something, but it wasn't even the same thing. Yeah. And she was awake. Yeah, dude. Sleep paralysis and I died inside. It's <laughs> fucking creepy. I like there there's physical manifestations that have been reported many a time about it and it messes me yeah. up thinking about it. Like it it creeps me right out. Am I going to watch that movie tonight alone? <laughs> oh, I don't think you are. <laughs> I mean, I'm home alone tomorrow. Don't do that to yourself. I can do it, I think. No. I don't think you should. I probably shouldn't, but I kind of want to. I don't want you to. <laughs> because I already told you, I saw Twin Girls for like a couple weeks after I watched that movie. I know. Yeah. It's a good movie, though. It's, and that's, it's, it's, it's not even trying to be scary, which is the problem. Mm. It's just informative. Yeah. But the it's concept. Like a documentary, right? Yeah. Like it's real people. But then they, but then they show you because they act it out as well. So you get to like, yeah. Because I don't understand it, because I haven't had it. And then I watched that and was like, "That's fucked." <laughs> yeah, he's bad. Like, I don't like that. No like. So yeah, that's my movies. All right, those are definitive lists for each other and for y'all. The rest of them, I'd like you to like seriously watch. Yes. The Nightmare. I just. I would just really love to know your take on it one day. <laughs> okay. Like, that's what that one is. That's a, I one day would like to hear Kelsey's side of this. Yeah. Of this movie. Maybe no one day. No one really seen it. Yeah. I just, I, uh, one, one day when I'm like far enough removed from this. <laughs> yeah. Mental episode that I've been going on for the last few years of sleep paralysis. I think you'd have to get point. rid of the house because you already have things in the house. <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to go to we'll send you to rome and you can watch this movie at the vatican how's that okay yeah okay that sounds good and we'll we'll have a full team of priests like around you the whole time and See, they'll ward off anything adventure. yeah so yeah that's my movies i know it's a good list of movies yeah your part i i'm the most excited by may that's the yeah, one that I, has me most intrigued may is a movie after your heart like you definitely need to see that one I mean, it sounds like it. Which one of these is your most intriguing? Um, actually, Stir of Echoes, I think. Well, it's so it's between Stir of Echoes and The Autopsy of Jane Doe, because I was thinking The Autopsy of Jane Doe was more just like a sad tale of how a woman met her terrible end. But Oh, not even. Yeah, now I'm curious. <laughs> I was hoping that it would be Stir of Echoes, because that, that movie's from 1999, and I'm still like, I think about it all the time. Yeah. Such a good movie. So if you folks out there uh, have any movies that are your favorite to watch this time of year, why don't you write in and tell us about them? We like to hear about that shit. Exactly. Are you ready? To hit that ad break? Yes. And then are you ready yeah. to come back? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Well, Is the right. audience ready? Are you guys ready? Oh, we just got to get out of here because we got to get back. Not we got to get back. Let's go. Hey, I'm Mike. And I'm Jason, and we're the hosts of the Threads podcast, Life Unfiltered. And we are on a mission to rid the world of Facebook fake 
Instagram ickies, and Twitter takes. And we do this through unfiltered dialogue about faith, mental health, and uncomfortable conversations. And sometimes we talk about really deep and serious topics. And sometimes we talk about stupid stuff and make jokes and talk about our lifelong goal of being great at fitness. But no matter what, we are unfiltered as we talk. So we hope that you join us on the journey. Okay, first of all, I did not know Calvin and Hobbes, like, fucked around, dude. Yeah, Calvin and Hobbes, like, goes hard. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Ooh, I gotta find Calvin and Hobbes, start reading that shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, he, like, found one with, like, there was one where he found a baby raccoon, and it died, and so his dad's having to teach him about, like, death, and you can't save everything that you meet and shit. <laughs> Horrible! And I was like, what the fuck? Jesus. Calvin and Hobbes go hard. But anyway, they did one... Where Calvin is selling lemonade. Okay. And this kid comes up and goes, hey, are you really selling lemonade? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I mean, it says like 15 bucks a glass. And he's like, well, how do you expect me to make a profit? And he was like, what do you mean? It's just like sugar and water. (laughs) And he's like, well, look, I got to buy, I got to buy the supplies. I got to pay for the labor. Me, I have to make, you know, a corporate profit margin and to do all this stuff so you know now i have 15 dollars glasses of stuff and the guy's like i don't think i'm gonna buy it and then he's like how am i supposed to make a living salary like Uh, i can't be paying minimum wage to myself jesus so then the kid leaves he doesn't sell anything and he walks inside to his mom and goes hey i need to be subsidized (laughs) and i was like why is this a really smart comic. <laughs> if you guys enjoyed that little bit of the pre-ramble, you can get the full bonus episode by going on over to patreon.com slash YMBTOAP. That stands for You Must Be Thinking of Another Podcast. When you go to that fine website, you can send it to be a patron. The patrons are the lifeblood of our show. They keep the heart beating. They keep Frankenstein on the slab. I am doing a Dracula voice, however. It was like she's slipping into accents. <laughs> and I want Arnold again. <laughs> if you want to support this horrible show, please get yourself some Yemtope gear over at the Yemtope Apparel store. It is cold season. It's by cold season, I mean cold and flu season, but also it's cold oh, yeah. outside. Get your flu shot and then go buy a hoodie. The link to the shop lives in the show notes. Thank you so much to all of our supporters, whether you're a supporter monetarily or just listenerily. We love you all equally. Now, let's get you on back to that regularly scheduled, amazing, incredible, beautiful content. Okay. Okay. Should we introduce this clip? I guess we should. Yeah. So here's what I wanted to say about it. Okay. We have a thing for you guys. And yes, it is Halloween. It is a spooky episode. This next bit is not spooky. No. It is, in fact, a celebration of Yimtope to me. Yes. This is a thing that has been so ingrained in us since, like, early days of the show. And this is, like, one of our favorite months. It's when we do some of the most of our work. What a fucking way to send out October. I know. I'm so happy this is literally serendipity like the way it all came together and just it's just perfection it is in it is in what you're about to hear we are actually going to play you an interview that we had 
Yes. Uh, earlier this week, do we want to say what it's about or just let them walk right into it? Um, let's let them walk right into it. Yeah, we will catch you guys right after. Yes. Okay, well, here we are in the back half of Emtope. Welcome. Uh, we have our new best friend, Sarah, on the line with us. Hello, Sarah. Hi. Um, I tell us. I hope you know how excited we are to have you here. Like, oh my gosh. I'm excited you don't even to know. be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sarah came to us by way of TikTok, actually, which is bizarre. So, the way that we happened across you, I was scrolling my for you page and whenever i hit a tiktok live generally i'm just like i'm not interested but you were talking about 3d printing and i was like oh i'm gonna stick around oh, yeah. <laughs> so you started talking and i was like oh my god she's crafting a fursuit and then i texted robert and i was like hold on i found somebody <laughs> and i sent him your live and then um the second okay. robert joined okay so here's the deal We've been like looking for somebody to interview like this for so long. Yes, like because since the beginning of our show, like forever. Pretty much, because like right when we started the show, um, I wore a shirt because I always try to wear a shirt that's like themed for what we're talking about. So actually, I'm wearing my my little <laughs> pony shirt right now, my brony shirt. Because <laughs> I love it. I love it. And the show was ending, so there was the final brony con was going on. Yes. And I was like, I've never been. I probably can't go. So I watched it on Twitch. And I came to do like a follow-up show the next day. And I was like, Kelsey, there were way more horses in attendance than I thought would be there. And so we were watching it and watched like a DJ perform in hooves and stuff. So we were <laughs> like, man, like we have questions. Like, how would you work that? And it all started from there. We've been looking for somebody. Kelsey sends me the live. And as soon as I jump in, I was like, oh, yeah, she seems cool. And then you busted out a liquid death. <laughs> and liquid death is like my stuff. <laughs> We're like obsessed with it, especially him. Like, like we've done shows about it and been like, please sponsor us, liquid death. We love you. And so <laughs> we always crack a sh we always crack a drink on the show and I was cracking liquid death for many a show. But if you would like to join us in an opening interview crack ceremony, you'll be awesome. crack. All right. right there it is. Liquid death. <laughs> All right. Let's get Ready? it. Sweet. All right. So I guess let's get started with just the, the broadest question ever. How did you find the furry community? That's a really good question. So it was 2018 and I was a few months away from, oh gosh, like four or five months away from graduating high school, right? And at the time I have a younger sister. Um, my younger sister was a freshman in high school and I was a graduating senior. And so it was after school one day and she rushes up to me and her eyes are huge. And she goes, Sarah, there are these people and they wear these animal costumes and they go to parties and they dance and they hug each other. And that just sounds so cool. And I want to do it. And I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> 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 you know, and I'm like, what? Because like my connotation of like what furries were, I thought it was like the kids that walked around school in like the cat ears and like kissed at people. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 
<laughs> you want to you want to hang out with those people? Are you sure? <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, I'm a I'm a good big sister. I want to make sure my baby sister isn't getting wrapped up in like a weird sex cult. And so I'm like, all right, I got to look into this. <laughs> and so I Google it. And I've always been someone who's really loved animals and loved costuming growing up. And um, so I, I looked into it and I'm like, oh, shit, you know, this is actually this is cool, you know, and then from there, I really fell down the rabbit hole. <laughs> the rabbit hole. The yeah. rabbit hole. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, so in looking it up, you found that it was pretty cool. What What's your favorite part about the community now that you've been part of it since then, you know, for like four years now? I think the the fact that the community so deeply fosters creativity in the way it is it's like it's something that i've experienced nowhere else outside of furry because furry so many fandoms like centralize around a piece of media most generally i'm like bronies it's like the my little pony thing it's like a lot of comic cons focus around a set media but it's like furry yeah. is such an ever-changing fandom it's like there is not a singular piece of media that's like yes this is what has perpetuated and created furries you know it's they exist so far outside of that and rely on themselves to to create things and the fact that it's all kind of just a self-sustaining creative system is incredible to me i think that's probably my favorite part that is so cool. Like I, I was reading up on furries in preparation for this interview because I was like, I don't want to go in blind. <laughs> but uh, I read something like that where it said, um, you know, people there's like a set of people will celebrate like Breaking Bad or something. And people will make costumes about Breaking Bad and stuff. But for furries, it's like we have just the concept of like we like wolves a lot or something like that. <laughs> and so they'll yeah. just create like their own their own little dude and become that person. It's just, it's wild to me, but so awesome. Like it really is the most creative subsect of fandom. I'm like so much more fascinated now. Cause I've, I mean, I guess I've never really thought about it that way, but it's true. Yeah. Like everything's around like, like the whole time you were describing it. I was like, this sounds like the exact opposite of like a super natural fan, you know, like it's, it's yes. that thing. Like that is the one thing that is theirs, you know? And this is just like, it's like everything around it. And that yeah. just sounds, that, that, that just sounds so cool. You know, I love that. Yeah. So what is like, I know that there's just kind of, there's, mm, what's the creative process like for when a person has an idea for a persona and then getting it out like onto paper or into a costume? Like how does that flow go? So it's really, really different for everybody. It really depends on your creative abilities because there's some people that are like, I am super art centric and I'm going to sit down and draw out this little creature that I want to be and I am completely self-sustained. You know, it's like, I can make this myself. But there's also the like the section of people that it's like, I am not creatively like driven at all. And yeah. I want to pay an artist who create and bring my vision to life, you know? And so there's a bunch of different ways to, I guess, in a sense, acquire a persona. You make it, you bring your idea to an artist. Hell, you can adopt a, like existing designs. That's something that I offer to my clients is I work with an artist to whip up a design. I make a suit and I auction it off to the highest buyer so they can get like just a, here's a character in a box, you know, sort of thing. 
but okay okay yeah so that's that's just kind of like the basic like how a fursona is created i guess <laughs> yeah i guess it would be different for say, everybody yeah because we we had interviewed um a cosplayer one time you know co- you know cosplay has been ongoing for so long and the idea of how you even came up with a costume has evolved over time so it was so we had somebody on and they were like if you know you didn't make it yourself you were viewed as like uh-uh, nothing like that's that's trash bad. garbage you need to be making it from scratch sewing it by hand if you bought that absolutely wrong but now the community has shifted and now it's just as long as you're willing to kind of be the character and have fun with it who cares where your costume came from and it's like the whole mentality has shifted so we were kind of wondering that too it was was it ever viewed different you need to make your own because like you sell them and it seems like everyone's still into that so it seems like that's never really been a thing in that community yeah i wouldn't say that something like that has existed in the world of furry ever um that's like you gotta make your own but a lot yeah. of people do because i mean you got to realize how expensive these costumes are they are yeah. thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars and someone in middle school going to their their mom you know and being like hey can you buy me a two thousand dollar animal costume it's yeah. like it's not gonna work out you know so a lot of furries will make their own costumes because fursuits i mean like i as someone who makes fursuits full-time it's like fursuits for the vast majority of people are financially inaccessible they're ungodly expensive rightfully ungodly expensive they take a like a a huge amount of time crazy amount of time to make um but like i totally understand they're not accessible for everyone so there is absolutely a large section of people that make their own and i think i don't know if you've seen on tiktok at all while you're scrolling but those like dinosaur masks yeah yeah Yeah. so those are little dinosaur masks and you could get those suckers for like 15 20 bucks at like walmart and target you know and so it's like kids who two thousand dollar animal costume is not accessible go to these little brick and mortar stores buy a mask and paint it and decorate it themselves and they're like hey now i can now i can play you know now i can participate in something that was originally inaccessible to me. So, yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't say that there is a stigma against, like, you have to make your own because there is a huge, like, clout market, I guess. I mean, I don't know if this also exists in the cosplay community, but there's, like, a huge clout market around my fursuits by so-and-so, and and therefore I'm cool and not popular. So Interesting, okay. That definitely exists. So there's like a Louis Vuitton of the fursuit world. To say, yes. It's kind of like a brand. A furry okay. Vuitton, yes. I see. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Okay. Huh. I never thought about that. That's yeah. really interesting. There's also like a specific style for fursuits. So like you have a few set up behind you right now and I'm, I've been looking at them and they all have like really similar. There's just like a, an aesthetic about fursuits that looks quite similar from designer to designer. Uh, from an outsider's perspective anyway, like I've only ever seen, you know, a few fursuits in my time, but they all have like similar eyes, similar noses, mouth shapes. Is that like a, like a hallmark of the community or other designers that are like, no, I'm going to be different. I want to make weird oblong heads only, or is, is divergence of style encouraged or is it I all? I say that's a Kelsey's art student coming out in her. <laughs> oh, okay. 
okay, so you're an art student. So you're, you're yes. going to totally get this. So you know how artist to artist, you can look at something and go, that's Van Gogh or yeah. that's Da Vinci, you know, and the styles completely dissect from each other. And you can look even in modern artists. It's like, I'm going to commission this person for this style of landscape art. And I'm going to commission this person for cartoon art, you know, because it's like the same person oftentimes will have different things that they specialize in, you know? And so the same is true for fursuit making is a lot of, a lot of like established fursuit makers will have things that you can look at it and go, that suit was made by that person. And I can just tell. Hmm. So okay. that's, that's very common is um, art styles within suit making. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I've seen the eyes that kind of like track you thing. That is amazing. Those freak that me out, but like in a good cool. way. Well, yeah. I can explain no, how that cool. works if you want. Sure. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah. So you know how in like um, like haunted houses or I know Disney does it where the painting's eyes follow you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same exact concept. The way that works is that the like the iris and pupil of the eye are set back a slight distance from the surface of the painting. And so it's an optical illusion that as you move and as you walk, the eye is always following you because it's inset. The same is true with fursuit heads is I 3D print the little eye cups essentially. And they oh. sit a half inch. Yeah, about a half inch into the heads. And so that way okay. it always is looking at you regardless of where the person <laughs> is. Okay. See, that's so cool. That's so fun. There's so much more ingenuity than I think the average person thinks that goes into these. Like, there's there's just so much to it. Yeah, like, I'm sure it's kind of a feat of engineering to make those heads just, like, work. How do you see out of them? Do you see out of the eyeballs? Yeah, so the eyes, or at least my eyes, are made with something called PC-PVC mesh. And if you're on PCs right now, you can probably look at your computer and it's a little hole. I can show it to you. It has very slight holes in the mesh itself. And they're all perfect little circles. And this is used as like a dust filter on your PC. And so what I do is through a process of sublimation, I print out on fancy paper with a fancy special ink. And then I use a heat press to transfer the ink onto the mesh and you see out of the back of the mesh. That's so fucking cool, man. (laughs) (laughs) Just the whole concept of like, it makes me wonder, like, I don't know how long fursuits have been a thing in the community, but like how, what are the advances, you know, that people have come up with that we just don't know from an outsider's perspective? Like, I'm sure the eyes used to be made of something completely different and people are coming up with new stuff all the time. I was going to say, yeah. I just remember when it was just like a head and hands, but now like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's head to toe. It's the full body, you know? Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely been a lot of leaps and bounds, at least to my knowledge, what we know today as a fursuit has existed since I want to say the seventies, that seventies, eighties. Yeah, so wow. it's it's been around. I mean, shit, the first furry convention was, ooh, don't count me on this, but I want to say it was 86. Dang. Okay. Yeah, no, it was like, the furry conventions have been around forever, um, but there have definitely been leaps and bounds in, 
how fursuits are constructed, a lot of people like um, early, early 2000s to like 2010 was like the shitty era of fursuit making. That's like, <laughs> was that a safe ethical choice to put that in someone's <laughs> face, you know? But like more recently, there's been like huge like changes in how things operate from about 2010 to today is there was like um, people used to make the heads out of cardboard. Uh, huh. <laughs> and of course, you can't get those okay. wet. You can't clean them. That's rank. Yeah. That's disgusting. Um, there was like uh, this plastic um, like embroidery mesh people used to model the heads off of. Now they're okay. cast foam or sculpted foam. So it's like. There's been a lot of jumps. It used to be for all the padding, it used to be carved foam. Now it's polyfill, like what's in your pillows at home. So it's huh. like, there's been a lot of changes and a lot of them have been towards like comfortability and wearer safety and stuff like that. This sounds like a Batman suits like throughout yeah. movie and stuff, you know, like he couldn't turn yeah. his head and then it's like, well, now we need to do this. Like, <laughs> exactly. oh, but now it's heavy. We got to do this now. Like. And then you get just, them nipples just for fun. Yeah, why not? You know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say for a partial suit, which is a head, tail, and hands, usually when I ship them out, they're about six pounds. Oh, that's um, so light. That not even bad. Right? Right? No, because like feather. the things we have changed and developed is to make them easier and safer to wear. Um, full suits, 15 to 20 pounds. That's not bad at all. No. Not I all. picture Not those heads and they just look like they would weigh like 20 pounds. Oh, like God, it would no. just be so heavy to wear around. No. <laughs> That's fascinating. <laughs> okay, cool. I was curious. We were both curious on this. There's obviously a bunch of different animals and stuff within the community. Are there um, like animal cliques that exist? Like only the foxes hang out with the foxes or something. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> That's so funny. Um, no. Okay. okay. Everybody hangs out with everybody. <laughs> All right. There's no like wolf superiority complex or something. It's just everyone's on the same level. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody's on the same level, you know, because then if there was the wolf superiority complex, everyone would be a wolf, you know, okay. so yeah. it's like, uh, you know, have, yeah. choose whatever you want. There's definitely like the funny, playful stereotypes that um, people give different people who have like different species it's like oh if you're a hyena you're probably like an edgy emo kid or <laughs> oh if you're a fox you're probably a femboy you know it's like it's all of these like just silly little stereotypes that are meant to okay. be playful and not serious but no there's nothing seriously clicky in regards to species okay because hmm. i was totally like you know do like the foxes get together and they go uh oh the dragons are coming by watch out for them <laughs> look out Okay. Are dragons still considered furries or is that a, a different subset? So I think, so they try to like differentiate stuff and it's like, oh, anything with scales is called a scaly, but it's like, it really just falls under the furry umbrella. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there's this, there's okay. like, um, there's someone with like a goldfish fursuit and that's a, what? it's a fursuit, what? you know, I've seen, okay. oh yeah, look up the, there's, look, look up the mantis up. shrimp fursuit that's my favorite the mantis shrimp fursuit flaps i love it holy shit mantis shrimps are amazing oh my god google's giving me just a treasure trove dude it's nuts oh my god phenomenal this is so cool (laughs) 
hope the audience is compelled to look up mantis shrimp fursuit. Oh, guys, please do it right now. Stop the episode. Oh, we will definitely be throwing up photos anyway. Yeah, this is going right in the secret Discord. Hold yeah, on. that one is made by a person called City Mutt. Extremely talented, really funky crafts. I have one of their suits. It's a it's a bearded dragon, and it's oh, again ooh, gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> it's a really nice suit. Looks exactly like a bearded <laughs> dragon. Amazing. So yeah, we were gonna ask, do you have a fursona? What is yeah. what is your fursona? So I have a couple of fursonas. I have a lot of fursuits, but I only have a couple that I would consider fursonas. Perspect. Should I? Okay. differentiate like what Please. a character is versus yeah. a persona cool okay yeah. so this is not like the law or anything there's there's no rules but most people have a differentiation between like characters or ocs original characters and personas people can have a plethora of characters they're okay. like i just made this and it's cute and fun and now it is mine and then people will have a handful of personas and generally Personas are in some way a reflection of the um, person representing them, you know, okay. whereas characters okay. are just like, oh, these are characters. They don't necessarily represent me, but personas will generally represent the individual. I okay. have wondered that because I had followed another person on uh, TikTok like a year ago or so, and she had one that was a wolf, but then she was like, I'm making like a raptor one or something and i was like oh it's so like you can have more than one yeah and but then i think the raptor was an oc though but like her fursona was that original one yes and so i was like oh okay and now i know what that oc means and i think that was like she was coming up with that to also say like here's this style and i think it was like for people to start kind of working with that idea huh so that's interesting okay that's cool i've seen people do like combinations of animals too like i my first one was a wolf but it has lizard legs and like a lion's tail is that common in the community yeah super common mishmash is yeah all the time cool that's so fun man <laughs> it's like making me think about a whole different like i don't know it's a different world that i'm just getting a little peek into you know i feel like there's so much like a like it's a fisheye lens that i'm just gazing through I know it's it's so magical and fun, but I can I can talk about my personas now. I, I kind of like. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Question. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but um, no, so I have two different personas, and okay, um, one of them, her name is Grape, and she is bright yellow, and like literally, she's almost exclusively yellow, and she is a baby dragon. And she strictly likes to eat grapes, hence her name. Um, she is, like, dumb as a box of rocks. And she's <laughs> bouncy and fun and excitable and is just happy to be wherever she is. I just, she's a little ball of sunshine, and she's so much fun. And I, I feel like she represents the part of me that I wish I was more, you know? I am yeah. very classically, I'm a... I feel like I'm a happy person, but I'm also a pessimistic person, you know, because we live in a we live in an era right now where it's kind of hard not to be in many ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's like I love Grape because she represents all of the excitement that I hope to hold in my heart as I experience the world on a daily basis. You know, it's like she is what I would love to be someday. 
if That's I didn't so live in capitalism, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> I was about to say, you should You're speaking our language. listen to, like, the last 20 shows that we've episodes, done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where we're just like, oh, capitalism struck again today. Oh, man. Uh, we actually have a shirt that says, fuck capitalism. We do. Yeah. yeah, we're Top all about tier. that. Love it. No, and then my other persona, I actually have his suit with so you guys can see yes. the audience. Excellent. It's all audio. audio this is show guys. and tell. I'm so excited. This is, show and tell. This is Atlas. He is, okay. I feel like, more of an accurate represent- representation of who I am, like, as an actual person experiencing the world. I don't know how to describe him because it's basically like describing myself is... I feel like he's fun, but he's also got a more serious, realistic take on the world. He's a little bit more of a pessimist, but like, I don't know, he, he knows how to have a good time. I'd like to, I'd like to think. <laughs> Are those gold teeth? Yeah, he's got little gold I was about bangs. to say. <laughs> that's, that's what Robert's fursona would look like, just full girl of gold. Oh, good. I, I love I that. I love gold. Gold teeth are the best way to go. <laughs> and then just chunks the head there you go buddy <laughs> Goodbye, head. it's all foam you know i could toss <laughs> it down say, a flight of stairs and he'd be fine <laughs> yeah, it weighs like half a pound it'll just yeah. float down there it's super light <laughs> i was gonna ask about the other head you have uh back there with the horns on it what are those horns made of so these ones are made out of oh They're gosh so I large some My kind God. of resin um okay this is the suit that you probably caught me in a live stream making this one was ah. just finished up the other day. But yeah, it's a type of resin that I believe it was cast off of cool antelope horns. I purchased them Whoa. from a company. But yeah, I think okay. it was cast off of actual antelope horns. And it's a resin, um, wow. like a, a shell with a, a hard foam like uh, center. Cool. Yeah. Is it a hyena? Um, so yes, that was kind of my goal. It's technically a hellhound. It's our Halloween Ooh. suit that we're putting out. Very excited for that, okay. but yeah, I was going for like a hyena kind of vibe. <laughs> nice. I was like, you're just going to make Kelsey want to start making these things because she oh, just dude. got into <laughs> resin really, really hard. So Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that. I'll make the horns. I don't know about the whole fursuit. You can't make a fursuit out of resin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be a little heavy. A little heavy. World's heaviest fursuit. So that one is really, really cool. But what's what's your favorite one that you've ever made? Oh, is your goodness. own the favorite one you've made? Is there so, one that you made for a customer that is? I don't make my own suits. I feel like it's okay. the chronic like artist issue where you are hypercritical of yourself. You're your own worst critic. And it's like, everything I make is garbage and it's the worst. <laughs> and if I own it, I'll nitpick it apart. And so I commission other artists almost exclusively for suits. Okay. Huh. Um, and it's like, you know, spread the wealth, spread the love. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's just a picky artist thing. And it's like, if I have this, everyone else will think it's great. All of my clients love their products, you know, but it's very much the, I will pick every teensy tiny issue apart if I own this suit. So I don't make my own stuff, but wow. as far as, as far as like a favorite suit goes, it's kind of like picking a favorite child, you know, because if I say it's like, Oh, this client's suit was my favorite. Everyone else was like, I thought I was the your love favorite. wasn't in mine. Mom <laughs> doesn't love me. So um, <laughs> my general rule is I just tell people, I mean, like, it's like a parent, you know, they do have a favorite child, but they don't tell the children, yeah. you know, 
So yeah. my default answer to this question is always, oh, the most recent one I've made. And so yeah, it's like, I'm equally spreading out the love. So the Hellhound is my my favorite suit that I've made. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don't want to hurt the head's feelings. Don't want yeah. to hurt his feelings. <laughs> That's amazing. So we talked a little bit about like the, what a furry is in general. Um, I know that there's like a big thing spiritually with like spirit animals and stuff in some cultures. Is it, is this a similar concept? Like the animals has something to do with who you are as a person and that's why you were drawn to them, you think, or is it just kind of a, a grab bag? Like I like the look of this animal. So that's what I want to be. I would definitely stray away from calling something a spirit animal because that is a very like religiously important thing so it's like like throwing around the term spirit animal it's like oh that's not the best choice and so it's like no i wouldn't call personas spirit animals for that reason um but i i definitely think it's more similar to I just think this animal's neat. If I were an animal, I'd love to be this animal. And so that's that's just what it is. It's like, this is my favorite little guy. I want to be him. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Um, we did include one sex question. We can omit this part if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no, but... I, am, I am always happy to answer questions about the sexual side of the fandom because I feel like you either have the people really, really eager to answer it or the people that's like, sex is not real. It doesn't exist. Don't look <laughs> at me. So it's like, no, I'm, I'm super happy to answer sex questions. Okay. Because um, I know that, like, so you said when your sister first got into it, you wanted to make sure she wasn't getting into a sex cult. Like, yeah. everyone, I think when you think of furries, the first thing you think is like, oh, that's a sex thing. Yeah, that's like the like go-to everybody jumps to. Yeah. you know, that's like, that's like the one thing. I guess just broadly, is it a sex thing? <laughs> That's a great question. I answer this question all the time. Is furry a sex thing? Inherently, no. Furry okay. is just about enjoying animals and costuming and art. You know, it's like broadly, that is what furry is about. Furry is not a inherently sexual thing. I mean, that would be super fucking weird, being that there's a bunch <laughs> of children involved in this fandom. Yeah. yeah. That would be weird. Um, no, but is there people who this is a sex thing for them? Absolutely. You know, and my personal opinion on furry being a sex thing is like, as long as you're not hurting yourself, as long as you're not hurting other people, and you are two consenting adults behind closed doors. I don't care what you do. Yeah. I don't care. It's two adults having sex. <gasps> Scandalous. Adults? <laughs> sex? Oh, my How God. How dare they? You know? I was so just going like, to say, it's just a rule 34. I mean, yeah. Yeah, if it you know? exists, we will make it that way. And that's you know? the thing. I feel like furry is so often perceived as, oh, it's it's this sexual, degenerate sexual thing. Oh, gross. How? Ugh. But it's like, if you look at any fandom pick any fandom ever and it will have sexual aspects to it i mean um yes star wars look at star wars princess leia in the gold bikini like we love it we love her we love princess <laughs> leia in the gold bikini there is some dudes that i'm sure are out there that it's like that's their thing is leia's gold yeah. bikini you know yeah. and it's like 
do we generalize the entirety of people who enjoy Star Wars as sex freaks because there's some people in there that are like, oh, yeah, gold bikini? No. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's the same thing with My Little Pony. There's a whole subsect of like really gross dudes that are just super, super into weird stuff with those poor ponies. But <laughs> that's not everybody. <laughs> no. So it's like. As long as you are an adult engaging with other adults doing adult stuff behind closed doors, who cares? There is absolutely a lot of people in the furry fandom that that's what it's about for them. And awesome. I don't care. It's not affecting yeah. me. Sure. Whatever yeah. your buddy calls you captain, you know, make yourself happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are there like specifically separate fursuits that you use for that? Is that a weird question? So specifically separate fursuits. Are you talking about like this suit is designed specifically for sex? Yeah. Like, is there yeah. like, this is my sex suit. This is the one that I wear only to bed. And this is the one that I wear outside or something. Concept is great. Concept is there. I see where you're coming from. Go back to our earlier conversation about how these suits can cost like 10 grand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so occasionally once in a blue moon someone will be like this is my body suit that i use because it's just like the the, the whole body stuff like not the head and the hands and the tail and whatever it's like mm -hmm. this is the body suit that has my extra zippers that i use <laughs> in the bedroom you know okay. but there's okay. people that are like it's the same body suit and it's okay because it's like shit if i never wore out in public the clothing that i had had sex in once i would have no clothes to wear <laughs> It's like throw it in the washing machine, clean it off, wear it out, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you can wash fursuits. Fursuits are like fully washable. Oh, yeah. Throw them bitches in the washing machine. Hell yeah. Okay, good. You probably should, too. I mean, please, please yeah. wash your fursuits. You're gross if you don't. <laughs> okay. So is there anything that you want people to like know about the community or any kind of myths that you want to dispel? You know, I feel like when I get this question, it's like to dispel the myth of like it being solely a sexual thing, which is totally valid. You know, it's like, but we've already kind of dispelled and talked about that. Let me see things that I want to dispel or just anything in know. general that people don't freak, like any kind of something that a person wouldn't immediately know about the furry community. Okay. I've got it. So I feel like there is this stereotype that it's like, Everyone who is involved in furry, people who wear those fursuits are ugly. They don't have lives. They, they just, they hang out in their mom's basement all the time. And it's like, that is that subsection of people, you know? But it's like, it's a couple of things you got to realize here. One, going back to our conversation about fursuits being ungodly expensive, the money's got to come from somewhere. And it's like, yeah. I, as a fursuit maker, I have made suits for so many people from so many different walks of life. You know, um, I, I have a suit that I'm working on right now for a dude out of Thailand who is like um, oh, wow. an engineer. Um, wow. I have another client who's in the Air Force and has put one of my furry stickers that I make on like a fighter jet. You know, <laughs> it's like there is people <laughs> in the military. This is super popular with people in the military because their standard lives are so serious. And it's like, I want to be anonymous and I want to play and be a silly little animal, you know? So it's like, there is so many people that participate in furry 
from such vast and different walks of life. There's a furry who, um, her name is Chise, a friend of mine, who worked on producing the Moderna vaccine. Uh, She's like a scientist. Yeah, Chise, she's incredible. And so it's like, there's so many people here from so many walks of life. It's not one type of person that enjoys furry, you know, where that's, that's very much true with a lot of different fandoms. It's like, there's a type of person who enjoys supernatural, you know, it's like those things that bubble over the edges, but like generally you go to like a supernatural convention. It's like, everyone looks the same. <laughs> it's, it's a demographic. Um, and I just, I think it's so beautiful that furry is such a massive demographic of people from so many walks of life, you know, like this is so neat and special and it appeals to so many. And I think that's something that's important to take into account. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, you pretty much dispelled all that. I was going to say, you know, I I know that it's still coming up in the world. I was going to bring up when um, Sonic Fox, I don't know if you know him, but he won Best Esports Player at the Game Awards that year, and he wore his suit up, you know, on stage, and that was, like, a really big deal because people were like, I can't believe, like, he wore that on the thing, you know? And to see it becoming more normalized, I think, is awesome. So since you've pretty much dispelled everything, just is there anything that you would change about the community if you could maybe just how it's perceived to just have everybody look at it without the judgment or is there just anything about it that you wish more people knew? You know, I feel like that's a no duh kind of thing. It's like, yeah, of course I would like for people to look and perceive a community a lot of communities without judgment, you know? I I think that would be wonderful. But I also, from an outside perspective, if I knew nothing about furry and I was looking at furry from an outside perspective, how I did it in, in senior year of high school, I'd be like, yeah, that is weird. You know, because it is. And there's nothing wrong with weird. And I think that's something that we as a society need to just, get comfortable with is weirdness is there is so many things in our world today that are weird that are uncomfortable there is stuff that i think is weird that i don't fully understand but we have to look at it and go is this hurting anyone is it hurting our planet are they happy are they affecting anyone other than themselves let people be weird let people be strange. <laughs> Let people be unusual. And that's okay. And so I think Absolutely I think that is something that. that I would like to perpetuate just in the world in general, even outside of furry. That's amazing. Perfect. I love that. Yeah. I think that is a good one to end it on if you are. Yeah. So thank you again for coming <laughs> yes. to talk to us. This was amazing. So You're amazing. So much thank fun. you so much. We oh, love you nice. dearly and deeply. <laughs> we want to give you uh, a chance to promote your social. So if you want to give us your TikTok handle, Instagram handle, all that, we can stick it in the show notes for you too. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to find me online and say things to me or enjoy my content, whatever floats your boat, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at spilt grape soda, all one word. Or you can find me on TikTok at built period soda period suits because tiktok didn't like the word grape because it has a bad word in it oh my god oh, really yeah. yeah 
they don't like Come on, TikTok. On their platform, so I couldn't have I my thought that's in. why we swapped to the to the word grape because grape became the whole thing that people were saying. But okay. I know it's tricky. Uh, okay. <laughs> Weird. All right. Um, <laughs> thank you so much again for being on here and doing this with us. We appreciate you and just big thanks to the furry community, I guess, for being so dang cool. I was so happy <laughs> to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on. This was a pleasure. Awesome. All right. So, there you fucking go. Was that not the best thing you've ever heard in your whole goddamn life? <sighs> I mean, I, am... I know I know all of this was just in what you heard, but I mean, I can't get over the fact that like we've looked for we've looked for this person. Yes. We have looked for Sarah for so long. We have craved a furry. We've needed this in our lives. We're so happy to have met you, Sarah. I still can't believe you came on the show and we're just such a perfect, wonderful interview. I, I can't thank you enough. This has been a dream. <laughs> and now it is realized. Yes. Like you don't, you don't know. I, I, I think I even said the same thing like five times after we were done. I was like, you don't understand. You don't even know how, how much this, this means. We just love you. <laughs> but my God, just like, you know, I mean, I, I guess it is what you said. Just serendipity. Like all the times, like we, we had failings in finding something. It all. Yes. God bless the broken road. Let me straight <laughs> to you. I mean. <laughs> what a good time. What a good October. I can't believe it's over. But we had such a good, awesome month. Thank you all so much for joining us on Streamtober. It has been a wonderful month on Twitch. Yes. It has been a gorgeous month of episodes. Dude, do you know how many followers we've gotten on Twitch this October? How many people more? have been like coming back regularly yeah, as like, well? Like more like, than we've had in the past six months. <laughs> yeah, it's been a great, it's been a great streamtober. It's been a good yim yimtober. Good yimtober. It really is. So, you know what? A quick note on that: if you're listening to this, this is the final day. Yes. Speaking of yimtober, to get merch and stuff, don't forget to use your codes. Fifteen percent off. Y-M-B-T-O-B-E-R. Yimtober. All caps. Yeah. Gotta go out there today. Hopefully you listen to the show early in the morning. I don't even know. Like I'm just on cloud nine with the interview. is fantastic. I have a really important question for you. Yes. What's your persona? I really thought you were going to be like, so are you one now? Are you furry now? <laughs> you know what? It's a very compelling community isn't it i like, did not expect to fall in love with furries in this episode like truly i'm just so i'm intrigued i'm captivated they're they're fascinating i want to i want to know is, them which is why we wanted to do that because we only know what social media or just media in general portrays and you know every movie's gonna show like oh that's the weird thing you know like yeah. that's gonna be like the easy scapegoat stereotype to throw into something or whatever I think whatever, that's been you know? our struggle for getting a furry on the show to interview because we've had a couple that were like we threw out lines and we kind of caught something but then they got scared and ran off I think I think yeah. people are worried that they're going to come on and we're going to make fun of them or we're going to be like tell us about your shitty community tell us about your weird sex cult and that isn't what we wanted we just wanted to know we just want to be yeah. your friend we want to know what your what makes your heart tick <laughs> I think we discussed it after last time, and honestly, I would have to probably go a shark, man. <laughs> I think I would pick a shark because it would help overcome the fear. You okay. Know? 
That's brave. I think, yeah, that's actually like a pretty good one. I'm into that, but I would have to have gold teeth though. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what is be your a, fursona? I want to be a deer. <laughs> oh, cute. Yeah, I think deers are cute. Like a little reindeer for, for Christmas, you know? Yeah. Have some antlers, some cute ears. I mean, I think everybody would have been careful not to use a certain word when I say that. Everybody would have picked me for a fox. I think you know what other word I was going to say. <laughs> but because I love foxes and like I'm into Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. And that dude, that's sexy fox, man. He's a sexy fox. I know. Ain't no shame in that. I think I would go because because we looked up shark personas after and I expected them to be more scary. And I was like, these are kind of cute. Yep. Like that would be fun. So I think I think a shark sona would be my thing. Amazing. So again to the super lovely Sarah Spilt Grape Soda. You were the loveliest guest, the loveliest person. We truly thank you so so much for coming on the show and helping spread everything that you told us to our community of people because yes. I know they're going to eat this up. You are a complete treasure and a half, and we can't thank you enough for being on the show. Yes. So with that, do you want to go work on our fursuits? You ready to fursuit up? Let's do it. <laughs> if you loved this episode, please tell a friend. That's the best you can do. Word of mouth is the best way to get the good Yimtope into brand new ears. If you liked what we did on this one with our very interesting guest, go tell some people, hey, if you don't yes. know about this topic... We got some people with a good interview to listen to. So go tell your friends about it in case they've ever wondered about this, you know? Yeah. Uh, we release every single Monday. That is the Yimtope guarantee. Just like Men's Warehouse. We guarantee it, man. It's <laughs> always here every Monday. Uh, if you want to talk to us, you can catch us on Twitter at YMBTOAP. If you're in the know, you can go to our secret Discord, sign up to be a patron for the low, low price of just $2. You can get into that Discord and literally talk to other Yim Tobiaries all the time. We still don't have a name Who's for called our the people. Zeitgeist? <laughs> yeah. I'm always trying to figure out like a Yim Tobarian. I know. <laughs> Yim Barbarians. A Yim Barbarian. There you go. Yimbos. They are talking all the time. That Discord literally pops day and night it never yes, ends there's it never ends just movie uh recommendations game trailers that we're finding out from each other just funny memes that we're seeing and then the episode discussion stuff like we have so much there's just so we have much a whole channel for spooky season where we've been talking about all the amazing horror movies that have yes. been coming out this year because it's been a banner year for horror so we don't know what that's going to turn into now because it used to be the Animal Crossing Island tab because Animal Crossing was so huge. Then we swapped over to something else. Yeah. I think it was Oscars for a while. I think it's just kind of oh, our seasonal yeah. channel. Kind of. Yeah. So like whatever's going on, we kind of keep that rolling. But we do have a dedicated anime and video game channel. So if we you're into that stuff, oh, we're always talking. We're always talking. But go on out to Twitter. Let us know. Your fursona. Did you learn something in our interview that you didn't know about the community? Changed your perception? Because yeah. that's what we want. We want people to maybe, if they didn't get it, or scared to learn it, here's somebody that can just give you the information. Because you know what? 
people want to know stuff, but they're usually afraid to ask. And you can't yeah. learn if you don't ask. You know? Truly. I, I have no shame in the asking. <laughs> um, also, if you have some spooky movie recommendations, throw them out there. I know that this is the last day of spooky season, but I still want to know them because I'm spooky season all the time. It's true. And just a quick thank you again to all of our patrons. Literally love you guys too much. We love you too much. It hurts sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Robert, you know what's not spooky? What's not spooky? Actually, it is a little bit spooky. The state of politics in Texas right now. Uh, yeah, a little bit. It is early voting season. If you live in Texas, like Yum Tope is based in Texas, please get out there and vote. Yes. Please uh, do it. Early voting, I think just started, right? Um, I mean, it just started as of when we're recording this, but I think it's ending pretty soon after you're hearing it. So okay. do not hesitate. Do not wait. Get out there. Dude. Get to voting. If you guys vote and you always wait for election day, you're going to be so pleasantly surprised on an early voting day. It I know. It's so much easier. And it's empty and you just cast a vote and go. It's amazing. You don't have yeah. to like get coughed on in line. It's incredible. I have early voted most every time. And then I think for the 2016 election, I couldn't ever go early. So I had to go the day of. What a nightmare. Ugh. I mean, like, wrapped around the building that I had to go to. Stood in line for, like, four hours. What a mess. Every early voting, the most I waited was, like, 30 minutes one time. Yeah, it's so fast. Dude, early vote, guys. Go if you're going to vote, why not early vote? Yeah. Don't forget, our theme song is The Groovier Blows the Horn by Farage. It's a good song. He's got skeletons on it. If you go click on his YouTube, go check him out there. Go to YouTube. Look up Farage. As always, thank you so much for listening thank you for being here throughout october and tune in next time to get the answer to that a burning question what's gonna happen next monday halloween <laughs> but we had one more important sound we wanted you to hear i need a shirt now that just says i slipped into arnold again <laughs> Don't forget, our theme song is The Green Ripper Blow... The, the Green Ripper Blows the Horn. Mike, okay, okay. One minute here. <laughs>